Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Today's episode is part one of two of my conversation with Sue Smith. She's an author, speaker, and life coach for faith-walking women. In this episode, Sue gets really vulnerable as she shares her story. She's had to overcome so much from negative labels from her childhood to a near-fatal accident that left her not knowing who she was anymore, both figuratively and literally losing her identity. Now, not only is Sue a mom of 10 children, she is the adopted mom of countless others as she helps guide them in their spiritual walk of understanding who they are at their core. Now, being new to the Enneagram, not new to personality, but new to the Enneagram, we took this opportunity to start the process of elimination for her, and I help her explore the differences between type 8, type 1, type 3, and type 2. There may be other types in there, but at least those. Again, this is not an official typing session, but it will be educational to you as you listen in. I'm curious to know if you can tell which type she might be before the end of the episode. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at PowerCoachJen. Let's go ahead and get started. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jen Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. Good morning, Sue Smith. How are you doing today? 
I am doing wonderfully. It's an excellent day. I'm so glad you're here today. Before we get started, can you tell the listeners who is Sue? Sue, well, I am first and foremost, a lover of God and lover of his word. Secondly, I am a wife and mother. My husband and I have been married more than 40 years and we have 10 children. So it's been an experience and a joy. And I'm also a woman of God and entrepreneur. I am an author and speaker. I've had the privilege of speaking internationally, which is just a joy. I love, 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 love to meet people from all over the world. And I am a life coach for how to live a kingdom life live as a modern Proverbs 31 woman, which is pretty hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> High standards there. Right? Well, it, it's interesting because a lot of people have that opinion. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I do is I go through and I bust all those myths of who she is. Um, there's a lot of people that say she's simply a uh, a figment of somebody's imagination, you know, some kind of high standard that's unreachable. Um, Some people say that she's um, the standard all people have to meet, but she's so limited and narrow, you know, this is a frumpy woman stays in her house all day long and she never does anything but serves her family like a slave. That's wrong. That's so wrong. Um, This woman is valiant. The word that says who can find a virtuous, they translate it virtuous in a lot of things, you know, That word is the same one that is used to describe David's mighty men, men of valor. Mm -hmm. It's a military term. It is not a pious term. You know, yes, piety is part of it. To be a person of valor, you have to have honor and integrity. But she is she is out there and she is a businesswoman and she's an entrepreneur and she's a bargain hunter and she's frugal. You know, this woman is amazing and I love her. (laughs) And people need to be this way in modern life. This so, is what women should should aspire to. But these are women who have struggled in their Christian walk, struggled in their family relationships, in their businesses, struggled to find out who they are. They're frustrated. They're feeling defeated. But they have that little spark that says, I know, I know there's more out there. I know that I'm supposed to have more. I know there's supposed to be power and joy and excitement and abundance in this life and I'm not having that so they come to me and I help them discover the things that are holding them back what are their major obstacles and how to release those how to discover who they truly are in Christ in their person in their natural personality which is why Enneagram helps and in their calling and purpose their dreams and help them move forward all those things that they thought had been died dead and buried you know the all their dreams all their longings, all their plans and aspirations, the desires of their heart, they're able to open those back up and they come into an amazing adventure that is our kingdom walk. And a lot of that is so aligned with my philosophy for my business of, Mm -hmm. you know, find out who you are, you know, find out what your purpose is and what you're meant to do. And you'll be so much happier and it'll be so much more effortless also, right? Exactly. Success comes when you know who you are at the core. You know, you can put on all sorts of layers and facades, but when you pull that all off and you find who you are, it opens success. It opens opportunity. It opens leadership. It opens so much. And you definitely need to know that about yourself. It also helps you in relating to all those people you're going to come across along the way. And I think that is even just as important than knowing yourself is knowing how to see who they are and how to relate to them. 
Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. It all starts with self-discovery. If, it's, yeah. if you're having issues in your relationships, it's not your relationship. <laughs> it's, it's, it starts within first. Um, we want, we sure would like it to be the other person, right? But um, we can starts- blame it all on them, but yeah. <laughs> so um, I know that you're at the beginning of your Enneagram journey. And um, this is something that that we've talked about, you know, casually as well. Um, Where are you in your journey right now? Well, um, when we first met, I had only heard about Enneagram. I hadn't actually taken an an evaluation or anything. And so just looking over the broad material that was out there, because I mean, there's a ton online and anybody can go kind of pick and choose. I, I really recommend you find someone who can help you walk through it because it's really, really important. But I, I said, okay, just looking at these personality types and looking at what's on, you know, the descriptions and all, I guess I'm a one or an eight, you know, they're kind of, they're very similar personalities, you know, they're, they're hard hitting and go get them kind of things. And, and um, the first time I told you that even you're kind of like, well, maybe. You know? <laughs> and so I finally took the test Turns out I scored very highly on number three. You know, I I didn't expect that as much. I looked at it and said, sure, that sounds okay. So the more I studied it, looked at the profile and you know, really looked, I thought, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and I'm here still saying, mm, maybe. <laughs> okay, it might. It might be yeah. or it might not. Um, and you know, and that's and you may be a three, you may be a one, you might be an eight. It really it really depends on what the motivation is. And a part exactly. of the book, the part of the book that I'm writing is actually simplifying it even more um, to look at some of the external reactions that we have that can help really identify uh, these combinations of traits, right? Uh, really help identify what your type is. But I am curious. So what is it about the three that, that got you excited? Um. I don't know if excited is the right word, but I can see it kind of pinpointing. One is that I really do like to excel at things. I really do like to accomplish and feel like I have brought something of value. And that is one of the big things that a three has. And I'm like, okay, you know, I want to, I want to make that impact in the world and people's lives in my own life and my family. You know, it just, it, it broadens out from that. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why I've done things like authored my books and developed um, seminars and trainings and different things like that. Speaking, all of that has to do with, you know, putting that out there, trying to excel, trying to help other people excel as well. Yes, those are all behaviors that are associated with, with the type three. Uh, there are other types that that do that? Was there a secondary type that came out on your test? Actually, when I took this test, um, three was was higher, and the next two were exactly the same risk score, and it was one and eight. One and eight. <laughs> and then, then I looked, and I'm like, okay, let me do some more research, because I'm a, I'm a research person, too. I like to understand things, and um, they're like, one and eight aren't really tied to a three, so how's that work, you know? <laughs> Are you feeling a bit disappointed that you haven't finished that project yet? Are the kids' schedules impacting your business? Or are the demands of your business affecting your relationships at home? 
Maybe you need a magic formula for that work-life balance before your fire gets so dim or it completely burns out. I've been there. There was a point in my life where I was juggling two businesses and homeschooling and had personal health issues. There was barely time to even connect with myself, much less connect with my husband. When I was finally officially diagnosed with ADHD, I felt like that explained everything. I had a new perspective and started approaching things in a new way. So I created a guide containing 20 tips that I personally use, and they have worked for me for helping me stay on course with my goals. Now you might not have ADHD, but I bet you can relate to having a million distractions during the day. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating or stop being hard on yourself for missing yet another deadline, self-imposed or not, go ahead and download the guide at powercoachgen.com. If you just find one tip from the list that helps you move forward today, you will be so glad you took the time to read it. Go to powercoachgen.com and download the guide right now. Well, they're not, they're not tied to the three on the on the diagram, but there mm-hmm. are some very similar traits. So the similar traits between a three and an eight, um, they're both aggressively go after what they want. So they're yep. both go-getters. They both excel at what they do. They like to accomplish. Um, impact is a word that I normally associate with um, a type eight, uh, but it's different. Type threes, the impact is usually around someone's identity or image, whereas um, the eights impact is more about how they feel in their bodies, Um, the intuition, um, more of a gut physical impact. So uh, it's more actionable. It's more, um, it's about movement Mm -hmm. um, and actually doing something and the threes impact does not not, does not necessarily have to be doing I don't Mm -hmm. know if that makes sense or not yeah um but helping helping other people excel that's both in the type three and eights wheelhouse so I can see why why that came up um and for type one ones and threes are um alike because they both like to be they both like to excel. They both like to be good at what they do. They like to be seen as competent and they want to do things the right way. Both ones and threes do um, do that. Ones, it, because of a more of a moral reason, a character reason, um, and threes more for an, um, an image reason. So I, authenticity um, mm. and being more aligned to what they believe that they are. So I can, I can see all three of them being possibly true. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, and it's okay. And I, you know, I love these kind of things. I love, you know, the disc, the personality assessments and different, you know, this, all of those are really helpful tools, but we have to remember they're still tools and we need to be careful not to, like you say, box yourself into that and try and live out of that box. 
Yes. And that is one of the, I'm looking so forward to your book. <laughs> so that's going to, that's going to change a lot of people's perception, you know, and that's the same with when I talk to them about their Christian identity in the Proverbs 31 woman. So many people have boxed her in and made her something that she's not. And people feel like if I'm going to be her, I've got to be in this box and they need to just blow that away. That is so limiting. And we are given unlimited ability, unlimited authority, unlimited power to do amazing, you know, exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even imagine. And I'm, I'm trying to get people to start imagining, you know, yes. blow out the box and, and start imagining. Yes. Think bigger, right? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And I love that you said uh, that when we we try to box ourselves in or even box the Proverbs 31 person in and how limiting that is. Um, but we can grow from that. Yes. But there's the, the boxes, our roots, right? Like those are the roots that we can come back to, but we don't have to be stuck there. Uh, right. And that's how I view personality is that we have roots, but the higher we rise up out of the box, the more we can connect with other, other people. Definitely. So like, like you were saying before is the self-discovery and then it's the connecting with the other people in your relationships, exactly. but we can't do that without first looking and examining the box. Definitely. Definitely. When we understand ourselves, our, our personality, our innate core being, mm -hmm. and then we're able to understand why we're reacting instead of responding. We're able to understand how that person took what we said. And also when we begin to know who we are, we can start seeing them for themselves, as opposed to putting our blinders, if you will, our little filters over the top of how we're viewing them. When we understand ourselves and we have a good confidence in ourselves, those type of things that used to wound us, now don't because we know they can just move on. You know, that doesn't define me. And it frees us up to have genuine relationships that do overlook those faults, overlook those little things that used to build barriers and walls. So it is understanding our core is, is so crucial. So crucial. Yes. Less triggers, right? Yes. And I used to have a million triggers. I used to be that person, you know, um, I grew up in a, in a very dysfunctional family. And so my, my person, you know, even though in deep inside, I knew I had value, I didn't know what it was. And I had never been, you know, that was not developed in me. So yes, I am that person who used to be so lacking of self-confidence and lacking of identity and lacking of self-worth. And so everything that came in and tried to hit me and, and describe who I was, I just took it all and went, okay. You know? <laughs> and I have learned, no, 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 they, you are defined by who God created you to be and who he says you are. So those, those things, the slights and the people's opinion and what they think I should be and shouldn't do. And, you know, all of that, I can take those and I can evaluate them based on who I really am. And if it's good, I can add it in. And if it's not, if it doesn't align, it doesn't mesh up, just let it go. You know, thank you very much for that opinion, but I'm not receiving it. <laughs> Boundaries. Exactly. Would you be willing to go more into your story? Sure. It's up to you if you're comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, there's not that much to it. I, apart from what I just said, you know, developing yeah. my, my own personality. Well, I mean, maybe a, a specific example of um, like where, when you were getting triggered, you said you used to have a lot of triggers. So just maybe a specific example that they can relate to. You don't have to. I'm sure. just asking. Yeah. 
Well, there's different ways of triggers too, because some of it is, well, for instance, how you carry yourself, how you present yourself, you dress and your, your whole demeanor is, is a trigger. You know, you, you put on that, what other people expect of you. And so instead of being your true self, you know, people look at me now and they're like, nothing bad ever could have happened to you. You're always smiling. You're always having joy. You know, you always look all together. You always, whatever, you know, and that didn't used to be me that when I was young, I had no self-esteem, no self-confidence. And I dressed and carried myself that way. I was actually 30 years old before my father ever said I was beautiful. He, we were out to dinner as a big family dinner I was visiting and he looked down the table and he's like kind of stumped and he's hmm so as you know you're beautiful <laughs> well thank you, you know? <laughs> and I thought about it, it took me a while because I was really taken aback by that and I thought you know what by that time by the time I was 30 I had already moved back brought a lot of healing and brought a lot of that into how I presented myself to the world how I dressed how I cared not that I was there at 30 but it was such a difference such a change from who I was in my teens in my early 20s and he he recognized it you know your face literally reflects how you view yourself and he just, he saw that and he, his only def de definition of what it was, was you're beautiful, you know? And yeah, I was radiating the joy and I was radiating my confidence. And so you do, you come out beautiful. It doesn't matter what your face actually looks like, you know, it's, it's how you present yourself. And that is a huge difference. And that's one of the things I try to help women do, um, was blessed just this past weekend, took a young woman down and um, we had just a little quiet girls retreat, five of us. And um, we did a little fake photo shoot. I love doing photo shoots with people. So we did her colors. You know, I explained just really generally, look, these are different colors and look what happens to you when you put this color up to your face. And she could see, you just watched her face. She's like, what? Oh, I look dead in that, but you put this one up and all of a sudden I'm alive. And so we did just a little tiny touches of makeup and started taking photos of her. And I positioned her and made sure she was in, you know, a good presentable way. And when I showed her the picture, she was like, oh, I, you know, she's, you could just see it in her face. She didn't say it out loud, but oh my word, I'm beautiful. You know, and it's like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And so when we, when we share that with people and we teach them how to bring out their own person, it changes everything because from that place, as we were saying earlier, from that place, our whole life changes, our purpose, our business, our family, our relationships, everything changes. And we turn into this person that we knew we could be and opportunity and doors just open. It's, it's, it's a journey, it's, a, it's an adventure, as opposed to a drudgery that you're just trekking through the mud and sludge, you know? I don't wanna live a life where I'm feeling like I'm barely existing. I wanna thrive and I want other people to thrive. Beautiful, I love it. So what was the turning point for you? Um, one was truly, truly finding out what God says about me as a woman, and as his child, as a chosen person adopted into his family. And so understanding that, taking it from head into my heart and believing it, you know, we talk about having faith in things. There's a lot of people who know 
who know truth. They might know who, what their Enneagram score is. They might know what scripture says. They might know um, facts from an educational experience or whatever it is they know. But unless they move it into their soul, into the very core of their being, and they actually live out of that knowledge, it doesn't really affect who they are. And so it was things that I kind of knew, but took them then and made them my life reality. And that changed everything. That changed just everything. I mean, my, my businesses thrived, my family thrived, my, my own person, you know, I was joyful. I was content. I was excelling in the things I did. Yeah, I love it. Still, my jaw is still dropping at the <laughs> fact that you have 10 children. <laughs> I do. They're wonderful. I love them. They are some amazing people. The age range is quite rangy, right? It is. There's 23 and a half years from my oldest to my youngest. In fact, my oldest daughter is closer in age to me than she is to her brother. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. So I love everything that we talked about today. I love how you brought up the Proverbs 31 woman and how you're living it out in your own life and how it has made you happier, uh, happier wife, yes. happier mother, happier entrepreneur. Um, if people want to find you online, where's the best place for them to look for you? Um, there's a couple different places they can look, but if I would love to give your ladies a, a free gift, if they want to reach out to me, um, they can email me at sue.smith, the number four, him. So it's sue.smith, and yes, S-I-O-U-X dot smith for him at gmail.com. And I have a little PDF I'd love to send to them if they email me that is called Three Keys to Unlocking the Proverbs 31 Woman in You. And it's just some general tips on, on how to do that, what areas to look at. So if they want to contact me there, they can also find me on Facebook. It's Coach Sue, one word, Coach Sue <laughs> Smith. And I'm on Facebook. And um, I do have a Facebook group that anybody's welcome to join. It's for women, and it's just a place of comfort and encouragement and learning. It's called Faith Walking Women, and it's just a private Facebook group so we can share but not feel like we're exposed. And we just offer teaching and encouragement there. So that's Faith Walking Women. And I will link all of that into the show notes too. Um, for those of us who are spelling challenged <laughs> and don't know how to spell Sue. <laughs> That's it. Well, let me just tell you, Sue is actually an acronym. It's my name, but I made an acronym up for it. And it's so S describes me as being saved, sanctified, and established in God's kingdom. The IOU, if you remember, they used to write IOUs and it was like when they have a debt. So IOU a debt, IO the Lord a debt for what he's done for me, but I owe people a debt too. So you ask, well, what do you owe people? Well, that's the X. The X is I owe you extra, the extra mile. I owe you to be extraordinary, to be exceptional and to be extravagant in what I do. So S-I-O-U-X, now you can remember. <laughs> that's perfect. I love mnemonics. <laughs> yep, yep, it helps, it helps people. Mnemonics. Um, acronyms, all of those that help me remember things. I love it. Mm -hmm. So this is great. I'm excited for people to get in touch with you because I know you are an author as well as I yes. am. 
I can call myself an author now. (laughs) And so they can not only contact you about um, your free PDF, but also learn about your other books, which I'm also really excited about. Um, I heard a lot of keywords in you telling your story that I'm excited about talking about with your Enneagram. Um, And so I'm going to go ahead and pause the recording now so that we can enjoy that in the after party. And other people are just (laughs) going to have to wonder. (laughs) But thank you for spending time with me today. This was a great conversation. It's been a delight. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Sue. Come back for more of Sue's story in part two in the after party. This is where I just keep recording after the interview so you can get a behind the scenes peek of what goes on. As we dig even deeper into Sue's triggers, it really begs the question to be asked, are we looking at natural survival instincts here of your personality? Or are we peeling back a layer, a trauma layer, formed by your nurtured survival instincts? You're gonna notice that typing using a process of elimination is so much more personal and on an individualistic level than it would be if she had only taken the online test. So I'll see you in the next episode. Till then, remember to keep unboxing yourself so you can unleash your power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.